Well, today I would love to stand here and, and uh, continue the series uh, on relationships. In fact, I had the message uh, written, uh, ready to go. Pastor Ben had the uh, PowerPoints. And in fact, if you pull out the U version, uh, go to connect.com, pull out the U version, you will see the notes are in there. I'm not preaching that message today. When I woke up today, this is the first time I believe this has happened in the seven and a half years that I pastored this church. There was something that was stirring up inside of me, and I had to check in my heart to know that that's, while it's a great message, it's not the message for today. And so I'm going to set that one aside. I may preach it next week, uh, but today I want to talk to you about a new season. A new season. 30 years ago, today, May 23rd, 1991. Come on, 91 was a good year, right? May 23rd, 1991, I walked down the aisle this very day, 30 years ago, of Waco Hall on the campus of Baylor University. The sounds of pomp and circumstance were playing throughout the room. I would walk across the stage as my name was called to the cheers of my family, friends, and youth group. And they had, I don't know that they strategically did this, but it, it ended up that my youth group was on one side and my family was on the other side. So when they cheered, it sounded like the whole room was cheering from me from where I'm at. I know it was just those two groups because I, I turned and looked and I could see them standing and acting crazy. Uh, and so, uh, but today, 30 years ago today, I graduated high school. Now, I was just a young prodigy genius that graduated at the age of uh, 10. No, I wish I could say that, but uh, you guys know that that's not the case. But today, on this day, we celebrate these two incredible graduates. They both have achieved greatness. Man, when I'm listening to Keegan's stuff of what he uh, accomplished on the football field, I, I'm, I'm just amazed, man. He, I got to watch him uh, play and, and sit near Lisa uh, uh, his junior year, and um, he's an amazing athlete on the football field and just a, a, a great young man. But Keegan, you'll have to forgive me. I'm a little partial to the other graduate, and you understand that. Maddie's achieved her own greatness in life, and I'm just proud of both of these kids. Hope Family Fellowship, we've done well. We've done well. Dadgummit. <laughs> Graduations are the culmination of an ending, but it's also a new beginning. When you have one thing that comes to an end, another thing begins. And 30 years ago to, tonight, I walked across the stage and heard my name called and I remember feeling this excitement in my heart because although something was ending, there was a new thing that was about to begin in me. There was a journey that would take me to Waxahachie, Texas where I would go and become a, a student at Southwestern Assemblies of God University and then four years later I would graduate from there and, and I would walk another stage and, and, and walk across that stage and graduate again and, and I remember my youth pastor grabbing me that night and giving me some words of instructions and saying, hey listen, you go love those kids because God had called me to a little town called Nacogdoches in East Texas 
where I would go and youth pastor for five, almost five years, and I would meet my wife there, and I would marry her, and we would start a life together. And our journey took us from that to Chandler, Texas, to Oklahoma City, to Atlanta, Texas, to Texarkana, and then to Sulphur Springs. And with every ending, there was a new beginning. Every time that God moved me or graduated me, if you will, there was a new beginning that happened in my life. There's a story in the Bible that illustrates this. It's the story of Moses. And he didn't graduate from a high school, from a college. He didn't graduate from one job to the next, from one town to the next. It's the story of Moses as he graduated this earthly life. Moses left a void of leadership in the, in the children of, of Israel, but that void created an opportunity. That void of leadership created an opportunity for a new generation to rise up. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, after the death of Moses, this Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. And he said, now that my servant Moses is dead... You must lead my people across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses, everywhere you go, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev Desert in the south to the Lebanon Mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River on the east to the Mediterranean Sea on the west, and all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand their ground against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you will lead my people to possess all the land I swore to give their ancestors." Be strong and very courageous. Obey all the laws Moses gave you. Do not turn away from them, and you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of the law continually. Meditate on it day and night so you may be sure to obey all that is written in it. Only then will you succeed. I command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. As a pastor, as a leader of this congregation, the under-shepherd that God has called to be this, this place, for the last several weeks, I've, I've sensed an uneasiness in my heart, instability a little bit of, of where we're at right now as a church. There's a little bit of a control freak inside of me, if, if I can be honest with you. My, my personality, I, 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 liked, I like to feel like I'm, I'm at the helm of the ship, that, that we're driving, that we're going the right direction. I am not a good back. I am not a good passenger. Sasha can tell you that. I'm not a good passenger. I like to be in control. I don't like somebody else's hands on the wheel. So when I feel like things are unstable... I get nervous. Change. Change in life can bring instability. Storms can cause the ship to be rocky. And earlier this year, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about this. I, 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 I spoke a word that, that, that this would be a year of transformation as a church. Little did I know the transformation that was coming for us. 
Now, let me, let me say this, because I know when we start talking about change and transformation, that you can get nervous and say, oh, my goodness, is pastor going somewhere? No, pastor's not going anywhere. I firmly believe that God has called me to this place for such a time as this. Okay, so you don't have to take that out of your mind, but we're experiencing change and transformation as a church. And let me help you. It's okay. Let me say that again. It's okay. Change and transformation are okay. Little did I know when I spoke that over this church family, the waters that we would navigate together. John F. Kennedy wrote this. He said, change is the law of life, and those who look only to the past and the present are certain to miss the future. So many times we look at the past, the old days, the old days. Listen, I'm thankful for the old days. The old days are the foundation. We stand on the shoulders of the giants that have gone before us. We stand on the shoulders of the people that paved the, paved the way, of the people that, that have, have given their blood, their sweat, their tears, their cash, their talents, their resources to p- provide a place where we get to meet now, where we get to worship together now. There are people that have, have, have discipled you. There are people that have mentored you. We stand on the shoulders of giants. I stand on the shoulders of the giants that invested in me, the pastors and the leaders that took me alongside of them and said, you know what? Come follow me as I follow Christ. I stand on the giant, on the shoulders of those giants that have gone before me. So I'm grateful for the past. I'm grateful for the present. The present is a present. We get to, we get to enjoy the memories that we're making right now. And, and, and although right now my, my memories are filled with tears because of the season of life, that I'm in personally, but I'm also in as a church, as a leader of this church, having to say goodbye to good people, having to, having to, uh, Sonny and I were talking this morning, and I've never been a part of a church where I've buried as many people, or been a part of the funerals that I have, like I have in the last six, seven years as the pastor of this church. We've seen some great people. If I started calling their names today, I might leave somebody out, but I, I, I don't want to do that. But there are some great people that I've, I've gotten to stand before you and, and honor their life, and tomorrow we'll, we'll honor another one of those great men. It's not easy. But if we dwell on the past and the present, we're sure to miss the future. Because God has a plan and a purpose for us. And that's exciting to me. Change isn't easy. Man, when I I declared that word, this is going to be a year of transformation. There was something inside of me that leaped, and it's exciting. But as we begin to see that unfold and walked out and, 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 and come out, I've realized that that transformation isn't easy. But it's necessary at times for us to fulfill the great commission, the great commandment, and the personal missions of our lives. So we've been experiencing our fair share of change lately. Amen? Just meeting in this facility alone. 
some of you are watching online today and you used to uh, be able to come and attend, but because of the events of the last year and a half, you're watching, and that's a major change that you've experienced, and we're looking forward to the day that you uh, feel comfortable coming back and worshiping in the house with us as well. But we've also added people from other, other cities and other places that have tuned in on a weekly basis and have joined us, and that's an exciting thing for us as well. Our facility is one aspect of change, but change of people is another. As I said earlier, it's hard to say goodbye to good people. As a pastor, it's hard to say goodbye to anybody. But it's especially hard when it's somebody who served with you, who's walked with you, who's helped you, who was a part of the team that brought you here. It's hard. So this morning, I want to take a minute, if you'll allow me today, to take a minute. I, I believe the Bible's uh, accurate when it says to give honor to whom honors do. Amen? Amen? And I want to take a minute and honor someone for their service here at Hope Family Fellowship. Today uh, is Joyce and Al's uh, last day with us. Al was not able to make it, but they're going to be uh, moving to Alabama with a banjo on their knee. Sorry, I had to break that just a little bit. Yeah. Joyce has served on our board of directors. I went back and looked, and she was uh, appointed to the board uh, uh, on, in June of 2013. So for the last eight years, she has been a part of our board of directors. Uh, during that time, she served in the role of our church, uh, as our church treasurer. Um, she has come most Mondays and uh, helped Sam and the two of them together. They count the offering, do the deposit. Uh, she's, for a time, actually even did the books uh, for the church. Um, now we've hired a, a bookkeeper that uh, does that uh, for us, but she still walked with me through that process. Before retiring, uh, when I first came on, Joyce was the director of Terrific Tuesday. It's a, a Terrific Tuesday is a local uh, respite care ministry that I know Sonny and, and Joanne have been a part of as well. And uh, I've gotten to go over there and do music for them uh, and sing. They really loved when I sang Elvis. And Joyce is maybe one of the few people in this room who've actually heard me uh, sing a little Elvis, but it, it, it's, uh, it's quite humorous. Uh, but anyway, we got, to, we got to go and minister alongside of her uh, as she it's a ministry. Uh, took care of those things, and I got to see her in action. Al wasn't around a lot of times in the early days because he was still driving a truck, and he would pop in from time to time, and then he retired, and then he unretired, and like Michael Jordan, he retired again, and then he unretired again. So uh, Al was a Brett Favre of of uh, truck driving. He kept retiring and unretiring and retiring and unretiring. We gave him a hard time about that. In fact, we, last time I think we placed bets to see how long he would stay retired, but it actually uh, stuck this time. And and uh, but now they're moving uh, to Alabama to be closer to their family. So I want us to take a moment this morning because I believe Scripture is accurate that says to give honor to whom honors do. So Joyce, would you? Would you join me, and Sasha, would you join us as well? And I'm going to ask the, the Sam and, and Chris and Joey if they'll come up as well. We want to honor you today uh, at Hope Family Fellowship. Uh, 
This is not easy. Because, again, it's hard when you lose good people. But we love you. We honor you because you've served well. And you're going to be missed around this place. You're going to be missed in our board meetings. Um, you're going to be missed just in the life of this church. For many years, uh, she's head up our kids' check-in and, uh, and pre-COVID and made sure that that was operational and running. I mean, this is just a servant and a choice servant of the Lord. And so, Joyce, we got a little something for you. Uh, you don't have to share this with Al, but, uh, it's in, uh, but you can if you'd like. Um, but we, we just, yeah, uh, we just want to, we want to thank you and, and bless you today. And I'm going to ask us, church, um, we'll give her a hand in a minute because that, uh, that would be appropriate. But would you reach your hand out this morning? We want to pray blessings because here's what I know. Moses here, but Joshua somewhere else. And God's going to use her now in this next season of their life because he's not finished with them yet. And while he's finished with them here in Sulphur Springs for the time being, I, I'll pray that they come back, but uh, for the time being, he's got a plan and a purpose for them in Alabama. And I, I believe that. So would you stretch your hands this morning? And guys, would you gather around? Let's just pray for Joyce today. Father, we thank you for Joyce. We thank you for Al. We thank you for this, this choice servant of the Lord, God. And our hearts are, are hurting today because this is a change that we don't like, God. But we know you're in control. And I pray today that your anointing would go with them. God, that every place that they step, God, that we land that you've given them. I pray, God, that you would put divine encounters and opportunities in them. I pray that you would lead them to the right flock to gather with, that you would just anoint them for the time being. I pray for traveling mercies for them. And, God, I thank you for giving Joyce to this body for helping her, Lord, to lead with wisdom and distinction. And I thank you, Lord, that you have put her in our life. And God, now we release her to you, and we bless her on the way out. May you bless her and keep her. May you bless Al and keep him. May you make your face shine down upon them and be gracious to them and give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, would you show her how much you appreciate her? Joyce, we love you. We love you. I'm going to be missed. Uh, you're going to be missed for sure. Come on, give her one more round of applause today. You guys may be seated. So we have a graduation class today, Keegan and Maddie, that are experiencing a new beginning. We have Joyce and we have Al that are experiencing a new beginning. Tomorrow we'll honor the life of Bobby George as he experiences his new beginning. Oh, man, that's a new beginning we all want to experience, amen? But these new beginnings mark an ending to something. But it's not the end of what God is doing. Let me help you out there. This is a lot of change. This is a lot of process for me as a, as a leader, as a pastor. This is a lot as a dad, as a father. This is a lot of change for me to process. 
But it's not the end of what God is doing and what God wants to do at Hope Family Fellowship. There is a new season and a new beginning. And while there's a part of me and a part of us that is sad that our time with these amazing, incredible people is coming to an end, there's another part that looks forward with hope for the future that God has in store for us. Amen? So this morning... I, I was driving uh, to get my uh, Sunday morning Starbucks. Uh, as, I, as I was driving there, I, I threw on uh, this song, uh, Rattle, that we, we've sung at the church. And, and I, I uh, just was listening to the words of that song. And the, and, and the, the verse that says, Pentecostal fire is stirring something new, begin to resonate in my spirit. There was something that was already happening in my heart because it was early this morning when I was getting ready in my bathroom and, and I started feeling the uneasiness and the Lord is saying, I, I'm not, you're not talking about what you were going to talk about today. I've got another word for you today. And he began to drop some things in my spirit and then I'm on the way to Starbucks and he's dropping more things. And this idea that Pentecostal fire is stirring something new became alive in me because I believe that God wants to stir something new in this place. He wants to do a new thing. See, Today is Pentecost Sunday, and I don't believe that this is by accident in the calendar of church, in the calendar of the history, but today is the day of Pentecost Sunday. It's the day that the greater body of Christ celebrates that new beginning. That new beginning that the disciples experienced when they met together in the upper room and all of a sudden they were endued with power from on high and they began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. The disciples experienced an amazing transformation that day. It was a new beginning as they received power from on high and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. It was a new anointing for a new season. And I believe that that's what God is wanting to do in this place. He's wanting to give us a new anointing for a new season because he's not finished with Hope Family Fellowship yet. He's not finished with us yet. This is maybe a time of change and transformation, but guess what? He's getting us ready for something new that is happening. Transformation is a change, but it's not an ending. Let me help you out with that this morning. Transformation may be change, but it's not an ending. And so God wants to bring a new anointing for a new season. Are you with me this morning? Say amen. The next song of that line of that song, Rattle, says, You're not going to run out of miracles anytime soon. Let me tell you, God is not finished with the church. He's not finished with the United States of America. He's not finished with the body of Christ. He is not finished with us yet. He has a plan, and he has a purpose. And guess what? He wants us to be a part of it, and we get to be a part of it. And he wants to give us a new anointing for a new season. God's not finished with us yet. I believe that this year of transformation is laying the groundwork for what God is wanting to do. It's laying the groundwork for what God's wanting to do. We've seen it in the church. There's, there's been a, a, a st stage process as, as we've gone along. The very first thing that they did when we came in is they tore things up. Man, it looked great, right? Walked into the church, and I'm looking in there, and all of a sudden, we're, I'm in the sanctuary, and they're over there with a, they're over there with a, like a little uh, saw, and they're like sawing on the wall. And I'm like, there's part of me going, whoa, 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 we fixed that six years ago. Stop! Don't touch it! And then all of a sudden, in my office, there's bookcase 
that was built probably seven, eight years ago, but it was before I came, about eight years ago, and it's nice, nice bookcase. And they got the hammers out, and they're knocking it down. And there's part of me going, whoa, wait a second. Don't touch that. I liked it. Maddie had organized all my books in alphabetic order. Don't touch that. She came in and, and, and she put them in boxes back in alphabetical order. So when, she, uh, when we get to set them back up, we can set them back up in alphabetical order. But uh, still, there's part of me saying, don't, don't do that. Walking through the place and you're seeing things. And the first thing that happens is demo. It's got to be torn up before it can be put back together. Change before the transformation. Same way, God's laying a foundation, a groundwork for what he wants to do in us. There are going to be new people being saved. There are going to be uh, new people serving, new births, new life in Christ, new people being filled with the Holy Spirit. There are going to be life change and transformation. I declare that over this place. It's going to happen, and guess what? We get to be a part of it. So, as in the days of Moses and Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. But he called Joshua to step up. And just as in the days of Moses and Joshua, I believe that there's a new generation that's going to be stepping up. Now, when you hear that new generation, we think of young people. And, and, and there's, that's going to be part of it. Keegan and Maddie and this, new genera- this younger generation, Jared. Joseph, some of the younger ones that we have in here, they're, they're, they're Courtney and Garrett. They're, they're going to be our future leaders. The people that are in your nursery right now, that are in your preschool, guess what? They may be your pastor someday. That's scary. I'm sure it's scary for the, the nursery workers that were there. I remember when I was in Texarkana, I came down. I came down one day, and we had a lady in the church and she uh, that we had that, that before I came on staff, they'd actually had to ask her uh, to leave and not come back because she was making some terroristic threats and stuff. But uh, my mom, who may be watching this today, had asked her to be my babysitter uh, one time and when they left outside of town before she had lost her mind. Let me say that. Mom, I know it was before she lost her mind. But she had lost her mind, and she, she shows up to the church one day, and, and, and we just had BBS, and somebody left one of the doors unlocked, and she got into the church, and she started acting crazy, and she didn't know me, but I knew who she was because I'm an adult. And so she walks, uh, she comes in, and, and I said, uh, I called her by name, and I said, hey, you're not supposed to be here. You need to leave, and, um, you know, you need to go. And, uh, and, I, and she said, this is my church. I can stay. And I said, ma'am, listen, I, I understand but I also know that, that you have been banned from the property, and if you don't leave, I'm going to have to call the police. And she, she starts going off, you call the police. And I said, okay. Picked a phone, called 911, called the police, and, and I'm on the phone with the police, and I did not want to say my name because I thought if I said my name, it might trigger, and she might know who I was. <laughs> so I said, they said, can you give us your name? I said, my name is Rusty. And the lady goes, sir, 911 says, sir, I, I need your last name. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. I said, my name's Rusty Posey. 
and the lady goes, Rusty Posey, I know you. You were a heathen, a heathen. And she was right. And guess what? The heathens that we have that come through this church who get discipled and get changed, they may be your pastor someday. And that's okay because guess what? God has a plan and a purpose, and we get to be a part of that. Because every time there's a transformation, a change, there's transformation, and he gives a new generation to be new leaders, and we're still a part of that. And so just when there's somebody that walks Away, they step away. For many years, we've had people like Joyce and Al and, and Chris and, and Sid and Sharon Davis and Bobby George, Irene Anderson. We can go on and name them, and others who've served faithfully. Some of them we've gotten to say, uh, you know, uh, see you later to. Uh, we'll, you know, come back and visit us. And there's others that exper- have experienced the ultimate in graduation. But guess what? It's a new season. It's a new season. And so some of them have moved out of state. Some of them have, have graduated. But like Moses, there is change. But that change leads to new leadership and a new generation stepping up. It said in verse 1, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. And he said, Now that my servant Moses is dead, you must lead. You must lead my people across the Jordan River. Do you know what he was leading them to? He was leading them to the promised land. He says, I'm leading you into the land I'm giving you. And so as a church, as a body, we've got to move forward. Joshua and the children of Israel could have stayed on the wrong side of the Jordan River. And even though they mourned the loss of Moses, they moved forward. They crossed the Jordan River. And this is something that I've said from early on in the process. We're going to be a church that moves forward. And even though there's things that happen, changes and transformations and things that happen that we just... I frankly don't like, I, I said the same thing to Joyce that I said to Sid when he told me that he was moving to Missouri. I said, when we get off this phone, me and Jesus are going to have a conversation. <laughs> and we did until I got peace in my heart that this was, this was what the Lord wanted to do. And then I prayed this prayer, God, if you're taking them away, then I'm asking you to send five more to replace them. And I believe that God's going to do that. Because here's the thing. God is a God that he understands what is going on. He is for us. He is not against us. And so even though the people mourn the loss of Moses, they move forward. Philippians 3.13 says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I'm still not all I should be, but I'm focusing my energies on this one thing. I'm forgetting the past. I'm looking forward to what lies ahead. And I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God through Christ Jesus, is calling us to heaven. So graduates, I, I talk to you, and Joyce, I talk with you as well. There are those, thing, those who have gone before you where you're going. There are those who have gone before you where you're going. Keegan, I hope you're your dad's boss someday. <laughs> but in order for you to be that boss, there's going to be somebody who has to go to another role either get a promotion or retire. So you're going to be a Joshua where you, where you go. Maddie, a couple of weeks ago, there were, there were students that lined McLean Stadium, and they walked across a, a stage and had their name called, and they graduated. But God's got a plan and a purpose for you, where you're going. Joyce, God's not finished with you yet. You may be retired but you're not 
a retiree when it comes to the kingdom of God. God's got a plan and a purpose for you and now, and I can't wait to see what he does. And I know you're going to come back and visit us. And we can't wait to hear what God is doing in your life. But there are people that have paid the price where you're going. They paid the price through prayer, through laying foundations. God has great things in store for you. For years, when I was at Southwestern, they used 1991, the fall of 91, as the beginning of the turnaround at Sagu. Sagu had been in a decline, but it was my freshman class that came in that sparked something that turned things around. I wish I could take credit for it, but I can't because I know the men, the young men in that time, that would gather in prayer and pray for God to move semesters before I ever came and ask God to move on that campus. And even though it's my freshman class that was the, for years, they put it in their program, 1991, 92, 93, 94, 95, and they showed the trajectory going up. For years they did that, but it wasn't my class. It was a group of people that prayed the price, that laid the foundation so that we could experience what God wanted to do, that new anointing for a new season. Jeremiah, we've said it from the very beginning, God has plans for us, plans to prosper us, not for disaster, to give us future and hope. Guess what? God's promises are the same for Joshua as they were for Moses. Look at verse 3. He says, I promised you what I promised Moses. Ah, that's good news. I, everywhere you go, he says, you will be on land I have given you from the Negev Desert in the south to the Lebanon Mountains in the north, from the Euphrates Rivers on the east to the Mediterranean Sea on the west, and all the lands of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand their ground against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you will lead my people to possess all the land I swore to give to their ancestors. I believe that we're going to experience some of the prophetic words that were spoken 10, 15 years, 20 years ago over this body, that we're going to be the generation that gets to experience that in all of its fullness. Some of the things that have been spoken over this church are now going to come to fruition because we get to be a part of that because those words were spoken over Moses, they transform to us, to Joshua. Come on, that's good news. God has given us our community. He says in verse 3 and 4, everywhere you go, you will be on land I have given you. Everywhere you go. Right now, Vivian is in the nursery over there with Audrey, who is our nursery worker, and whoever else is in the nursery today. They're in a, in a room that we painted, that we sacrificed, that we gave to, to remodel a Teachers' lounge is now our nursery. Guess what? Four years ago, that land was given to us, and it was rightfully ours. So when we came here as a as a place of worship for a temporary thing, it wasn't an accident, but it was a promise that God was fulfilling inside of us. And I believe that the best days are ahead of us. We're not being we're not being transformed as a punishment. We're being transformed for guess what? A promise that God wants to do in us and through us. Amen. He says, nobody's going to be able to stand against you. Look at verse 5. No one will stand their ground against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you 
or abandon you. And you say, well, pastor, that's what he was saying to Joshua. Well, listen to Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What can we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? Come on, somebody. Verse 5, it says, God will not fail you or abandon you. So if you look at Joshua, verse 7, he says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. How can we do that? Acts 1.8. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses. Tell people about me everywhere. Everybody say everywhere. 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 This, is not just for, this is not just for world missions. Listen, we do ourselves a disservice if we're a missions-giving church, but we're not actively involved in missions locally. There are people that need to know Jesus Christ, and it's our responsibility to send them. So be strong and courageous. Second thing he said is obey the word of God. Look at verse 7. He said, obey all the laws Moses gave you. Do not turn away from them, and you will be successful in everything you do. If you want to know how to be successful in life, obey the word of God. You want to know how to be successful in life? Obey the word of God. We, we get success, we get success mixed up in our world. We, we, we think success is the size of our bank account. It's, it's by the title that we keep. But success is a journey, it's not a destination. It's a journey, and that journey includes obeying all the laws. Moses gave you. It means obeying the word of God. We know that Jesus came to fulfill the law, and he's given us the entire word for us. And so we're to study that law. We're to continually meditate on it day and night. So we've got to study the word. And the last thing is, I'll be honest, the fear of the unknown is hard. The fear of the unknown is hard. Almost two years ago in, in September, I, I climbed uh, a mountain with my friends in, 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 in Breckenridge. And uh, I'll be honest, I, I'm not a guy who enjoys heights. Come on, anybody, any of my people out there? So there's a fear of the unknown. It's a fear of what you're going to come across and all of a sudden, we're, we're over there, we stop for a second, and this little chickmunk comes up there. It was just one. I'm not sure if it was Alvin, Simon, or Theodore, but it, it was just one chipmunk. And then I wonder what other animals were we going we're gonna to get. So we finished that one, that climb, but it took my buddies to get me there because of the fear that was inside my heart. Fear of the unknown. Now, I wish I could see everything that was going to happen in the next six months, the next two years, the next three years. But that, that's, not where, that, that's not faith. If, we, if we, we can see, we can have vision, we can cast a vision of where we're going, but we don't know the exact steps. And so what do we have to do? We have to trust God every step of the way. He says the steps of the righteous, the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. One step, how do we get there? One step at a time. So we don't need to be afraid 
We don't need to be discouraged. She said, I command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of what? Fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So you must never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in the prison for Christ. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the proclamation of the good news. God's got a plan for his church. Life at many times is compared to a race. Paul talks about it where he says, I fought the good fight, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith. So taking this theme, then there are different stages of a race, a relay race. They allowed me to be on the relay team one time in high school, or in junior high, because, there, uh, because of no pass, no play. We only had four people on our track team. It takes four people to run the relay race, and so by default, uh, I got selected to be on the on the relay team because otherwise we weren't going to have one. Each person had their race. I did my best. wasn't very good, but I ran my race. In life, it's the same way. We use this analogy uh, when when Pastor Ben made the transition to come over here. I can't tell you how many times I looked in his eye. I said, "Man, you ran your race well. You did well." And now he's handed off the baton to Pastor Keith. And, and Pastor Keith texted me just a few minutes ago, uh, right after service started. And, and he, he said, I'm praying for you. Their service starts at 1030 over there. And he said, I'm praying for you. And he, and he dropped a word and gave me confirmation that I'm doing exactly right now what I should be doing and preaching this message. It's amazing. God's given us an amazing team Ben ran his ways, he's doing well. Pastor Keith's running his ways, he's doing well. And I'm grateful for their leadership. In life, we're going to be Moses and we're going to be Joshua. In life, we're going to be Moses and we're going to be Joshua. When Moses dies, Joshua rises. When someone moves into glory or to another ministry or another town, there's a new Joshua that rises to the occasion. And you can, you can probably point to times in your life where you were Moses, and you can point to times in your life where you were Joshua. When, when, when I left Texarkana to come here, when I left Texarkana, I was Moses. When I came to Silver Spring, I was Joshua. My, my, my season was over, but a new season was beginning. I had one season that was over, so today we're gonna, we honor Moses as like Joshua, jo- Joyce and Al, but we're also excited as we get to welcome new Joshuas. We get to welcome new Joshuas uh, to the season, so I'm going to invite my friends to come on up. I want Zach, Pastor Zach and Alyssa to come up. They're our new next-gen pastors. Come on, would you give them a hand today? Listen his name's not Joshua. His name's not Joshua. It's actually Zachariah. It's not Zachary. It's Zachariah, James Jones, Norby. That is, uh, he's, got, he's got four names. It's like a law firm. But we're going to call him Pastor Zach, or I've been calling him PZ. I like that. PZ. That's a nickname I've given him. Him and his fiance, Alyssa. 
they're joining our team here at Hope Family Fellowship. They're going to be our next-gen pastors. You say, what's a next-gen pastor? We believe that we're a church that's going to invest in the next generation. So if we're going to do that, if that's a value that we have, we're going to have a pastor that's going to help us do that. Listen, I have the heart for it. I don't have the time for it. So what I'm doing is I'm saying to him, you're going to, you, you have the heart for it. Now you have the time for it. So Pastor Zach is joining our team as of today. He is here. He graduated from SAGU just a couple of weeks ago. We wish Alyssa could be here uh, sooner, but she's got one more year uh, of Bible college. You will see her quite a bit, as often as she can. In fact, I just inherited a third daughter. she, I think I came in this morning, you were sleeping on our couch because we had, we had like a middle school uh, like sleepover last night at our house. I had uh, six middle school girls, two high school girls, and a college girl at my house. I texted Sasha at one point, and I said, can I get a room at the Hampton? And she said, no, sir. And, and so anyway, but we, uh, we just brought these guys in as a part of our, our family, our church family, and, and uh, they are going to do an amazing, awesome job focusing primarily. You won't see them a lot in here. You'll see them in the hallway and stuff, but because they're going to be focusing on our kids' ministry. They're going to take our kids' ministry to the next level, and I believe that. It's, there's a good foundation there, so as kids begin to come back, this is going to grow. Pastor Zach, is, he's, he's got experience. He's worked at two amazing churches and as, as an intern in, in uh, Middle Othian, one in, in Mansfield. Uh, Alyssa is, is going to school to be an educator and a coach. She will be the junior varsity coach at SAGU this year, and, and she is also going to help with the, the girls basketball coach, uh, help them uh, during the varsity games as well. So once basketball season gets here, we may not see her as much, but uh, we're excited about having them on board. And so here's what I'm going to say to you, Zach and Alyssa. I've been talking about today uh, Moses and Joshua, and so uh, we've had, we have a few Moseses that that have, have moved on, but you are Joshua. You are Joshua, and he says in Joshua 1.7, I want to read it to you, and I'm speaking this over you and Alyssa as well. It says, be strong and very courageous. Obey all the laws Moses gave you. Do not turn away from them, and you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of the law continually. Meditate on it day and night so you may be sure to obey all that is written in it. Only then you will succeed. I command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Come on, somebody. Yeah, give them a hand. So, Joy... Sam, Pastor Ben, you come on up here with us. Joyce, Moses, come on up here, Moses. Chris, Sasha, y'all join me up here today. The rest of the church family, I want you to stretch your hands out. We just adopted them in. Because guess what? We're a family, right? They're a part of us now. And we love, we love these guys. We love Pastor Ben. I got PB and PZ right here, man. I am so excited. I, I, I am so excited about what God's going to do. Transformation's not easy. It's not easy for him. He's going to have to be away from her for a little bit. 
And you guys remember what that was like as, as fiancés and getting married and planning all that and stuff. And, and, and uh, it's not going to be easy. But he's, take, and he's taking a step of faith to come out here. But God has joined our hearts together for such a time as this. And I believe that the best days of this place are ahead. And he's going to get to use these guys along with Pastor Ben, along with Sasha and me, along with all of you. Because we're all one team. Everything's better in teams. We get to do this together. It's going to be amazing, amazing, amazing. Stretch your hands out today. Let's pray. Father, I pray for a new anointing on them. This is, we're praying for a new anointing, for a new season today, for, for Pastor Zach, for Alyssa today. I'm asking you just to do an amazing thing in them. God, you've called them for such a time as this. Lord, there's unknown, there's uncertainty and change, but God, in order for there to be transformation, there has to be change. And Lord, while they're Moses where they've been, they're Joshua where they're coming. And I pray for a new anointing for this new season. I pray that you would use them. I pray, God, that you would make them like a Pied Piper to kids. Lord, that the kids from all over this community would come and to be able to serve under their ministry and leadership and grow. And, God, we would see young families come in with kids that would just experience an amazing ministry. God, that we could come alongside parents and grandparents, single moms, single dads. God, foster families that we could come alongside of them and we could serve them. And, Lord, we could serve them as they raise their children and their teenagers and their students. And God, I pray, Lord, that we would see new anointing, God, a new season where there's powerful things happening in our kids' ministry. God, we thank you for the leaders that have served us in the past, for Sharon and Jason and Sasha and all the ones that have led in the last several years. But God, we know that you've called these choice servants for such a time as this. And I pray, God, that you would anoint them a new anointing for a new season. I speak that over them. Make everything, all the logistics that they need to get here, God, let it, let it all fall into place. God, we trust you. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, give them a hand today. We love you, guys. We love you. Love this guy already, man. Him and Pastor Ben, we're all going to be an amazing team. You can, you can stay seated. We're, we're going to let you stay in here the rest of, of the thing. Guys, don't you understand the Lord's doing something in us? So while we may feel a little shaky at times because we're losing some amazing people, God is doing something and he's bringing others along. And we're going to begin to see some things happen. As we shift back, we come back into the church. We're coming back at full capacity. It's time. We're going to come back at full capacity. It's time for people to come home. It's time for people to worship the Lord together again. I believe that God is up to something, and we're, we're going to be a part of it. Amen? So I'm asking you for several things. I'm asking you, one, to pray. Pray for Pastor Zach and Alyssa as they make this transition. Pray for Joyce and Al as they make their transition. Pray for, pray for the families that belong to this place, that, that the Lord would just give them peace and comfort to, to come home. 
Pray for new families to come. Pray for this house to be a place of hope. For the lost, the broken, the hurting that need healing. I pray that even while we're in this place, we'll come back stronger and better and, 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 and just sense and see God do something amazing in us. Listen, church, I love you. I love you. And the best days are ahead. I'm not saying this. I'm, I'm, Sasha can tell you I'm one with highs, high and low lows. That's, that's my personality. Woo! It's like riding the shockwave every day, you know. And, uh, but God has made me, in a lot of ways, as a leader, an eternal optimist. Because I know that with him in control, nothing's too hard for him. Did you hear me? Nothing's too hard for him. It's not me. It's not us. It's him. Nothing's too hard for God. And while it's hard in the natural, because I've grieved, I've grieved in the last year, I've grieved the loss of seeing people every week, I've grieved the loss of, of friends who've gone on to be with the Lord and uh, of our church family, I've grieved the loss of Joyce and Al and, 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 and that, and, and we're not even going to talk about you yet, Chris, but, you know, we, we all know that God has a plan and a purpose. But I'm believing, and the worship team's coming back up. We're going to sing the song, Nothing Else. I'm believing for all of us a new anointing for a new season. So would you stand with me today? And here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Would you make this your prayer? We're going to sing this song, a song we've sung before. But would you make it your prayer today? Would you ask God to just minister to your heart? Would you make this a personal Pentecost for yourself today and ask God to give you a new anointing for this new season? I'm believing God for that today. So as Jeremiah begins to lead us in worship this morning in this song, I'm going to ask you right now to where you're at, just call out to the Lord today. Make this a personal Pentecost for yourself today. God, we thank you, Lord, that you're ministering to us. Come on, church, begin to pray today. Lord, we thank you. Ooh, yeah. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. Ooh, yeah. I never want to I'm not here for blessings Jesus, you don't owe me anything More than anything that you can do I just want you When I've just gone through the motions, I'm sorry. When I just sing another song, 
Nothing else will do. 
nothing else will do I just need you nothing else nothing else nothing else Father, we thank you that there's a new season, but there's also a new anointing for that new season. And I pray, God, that you would use us. God, may our hearts be in line with you. May our hearts be tender to you. God, I pray that we would experience you in all your fullness and everything that you have for us. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen, amen. You may be seated for just a moment today. Let me, let me, wow, what an incredible service today that we've had. Let me remind you tomorrow, 3 o'clock, Bobby George uh, Memorial, 2 o'clock for the visitation. Uh, just please continue to hold that family up in your, in your prayers. Um, next, next Sunday, we'll, we'll be back here. Um, in two weeks, the second Sunday, or three weeks, in the second Sunday of June, uh, Ron Rhodes will be here. If you know, he was supposed to be with us uh, a few weeks ago, and he got COVID and, and was not able to be, so we've rescheduled him. He's coming the second Sunday in June. We're just doing Sunday morning only. Obviously, we're kind of in a place right now. We don't have a facility, but we wanted to get Ron here. And so we're, we're, we're believing God's going to move that day in this place. This is going to be our upper room that day. We're going to see God pour out his spirit in, in this place. So invite your friends, invite your family, get them here. Uh, it's going to be an incredible day. Listen, tell these graduates today, Keegan and Maddie, we're so proud of you guys. We're proud of so both of you uh, and, and your accomplishments and, and a part of our church family. And my, my hope and prayer is uh, that, you know, that you will always be, since you're at L3, yes, you get to stay here with us. Maddie, I'm hoping you come home and, uh, and, and as a dad and that you'll, you'll, you'll be here uh, with us. But you're going to see her a lot. She'll be, she'll be in and out and, uh, and stuff. So uh, we're, we're just proud of these two uh, and, and what they've accomplished. And Joyce and Al, we're going to miss you guys. Um, but God's got a plan and a purpose for you. And, and we're excited. 
Be sure, and you guys meet Pastor Zach and Alyssa today. If you haven't done that yet, be sure stick around for a minute. If you could help us again with uh, with the teardown and set up, that would be great. Uh, for our online family, thank you for joining us today. God's got a plan and a purpose for your life as well, and we can't wait to see you uh, soon. Let me pray over all of you today. Father, I pray a prayer blessing over this church, that you would bless them and keep them, that you would make your face shine down upon them and be gracious to them, and that you would give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, church.